Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The clinic is open. Jeff Kowal is here. Jeff is your host. I'm Paul Cronforst. Also, we've got somebody else in studio. Marie McFarland joins us. First off, good morning to everybody. Jeff, how are you? Good morning, Paul. I'm Mar- great. How are you doing? Marie, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. It's good to have you back. <laughs> Marie McFarland. You hear Marie's voice and many other voices during the week, Monday through Friday. Maybe, okay, that voice sounds familiar. Jeff, your staff does market updates on WISN, and we're also on a WIBA in Madison. That's right. Monday through Friday, Marie uh, Christine and Madison, uh, Joe, Aaron, myself, Aaron Spitzner, and uh, John White. And John White. There we go. Thank you. We got everybody. <laughs> job, and Marie. Ray Arndt. We have and Ray, Ray Arndt too. And Ray Arndt too. <laughs> yeah, Ray was on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he was. Did a good job. Yeah, he says well. We have just a great team uh, from top to bottom. We all talk about retirement planning. Monday through Friday, we give you an idea of what's going on in the market that particular day. At 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks during the Mark Belling show on WISN. And then uh, at 4.55 in the Vicki McKenna show on WIBA in Madison. Give you one minute. What's going on in the market? What's driving your retirement and investment accounts up or down that particular day? Is it a government report? Is it a particular virus? Or is it an earnings report? What's driving the market up or down that particular day? We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ every day, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks in Milwaukee on WISN and 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Talk about what affects the markets, what drives them up or down or sideways, Jeff, it always seems like there's not a shortage of news, right? There's always something. Yeah, there's always something that's going on. Um, Lately, it's been mostly positive. And even what's confounding everybody is that even negative news has been positive. You look at the impeachment, you look at the coronavirus, you look at all kinds of things that you would expect to adversely affect the market. It hasn't been. So that's it's been a pretty resilient market because of the fundamentals. Fundamentals being we have a strong economy. Have a great great economy. Low taxes, low interest rates. Low unemployment, virtually zero. Correct. It's about 3.5%. Which, which is, is like full yeah, unemployment. Yeah. They 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 figure full 4% is full employment. And those that aren't working are those that are difficult to place. Oh, did uh, I say full unemployment? That doesn't yes. make sense. <laughs> I, I knew that. I covered for you. It's easy to slip that one up. <laughs> yes, it is. Basically, anybody that wants a job has a job. That's the economy yep. we are now in. And wage growth has gone up, Jeff. The criticism for years was, okay, fine, you're adding these jobs, but you're not upping the wages. That's not the case anymore. That's right. But it, 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 I think it was 3.5% was the end of last year, 29 I think, or 35 so right in that range. Where what now wages are going up because there's a fight for jobs, so now they have to start paying more because there are more people fighting for each job. So um, that's good. Yeah, wages are going market. up. I think so too. So you have full employment. You have people uh, spending money because they have money to spend, and their incomes are going up, so they have more money to spend. So, and consumerism, sixty-five to seventy percent of the economy is driven by consumer spending. So, and by the way, there's a presidential election going on this year. Really? Too. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. Did you hear about that? <laughs> No shortage of news material, that's for sure. It's going to be a fun year. Uh, here's the outline for the rest of the program. Here's our plan. We always do the sexy segment in the second half of the hour. 
where we address wealth management and preservation. Aaron Kowal joins us for the Boss Minute. That's going to happen today as well. In between all of that, between Marie McFarlane and Jeff Kowal, we've got some stories and topics and retirement news to get to. We'll do all of that. But we're also here live to take your calls. So let's open up the phone lines, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can use it now, wide open line, 799-1130. Get you through on WISN and WIBA Madison. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. The sexy segment today, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment is going to be good, Paul. Can I read that title? Sure, you can read it. Okay, here it is. I feel betrayed, in quotes. My husband is splitting his estate between me and his daughter. Should I find another man? (laughs) So she's competing with her daughter. Yeah, for their love and for money and everything. It'll be a good one. No, I think it's a stepdaughter. Oh, it's a stepdaughter case. Second marriage. Well, I could see where there could be some hard feelings. Mm -hmm. Why are you giving her any money? I'm your wife. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that. (laughs) It's get sticky. That's just a a tease. All right. Like I said, lines are open for any retirement question. What does that mean? Oh, we talk about taxes. We talk about 401k plans, which, by the way, if you haven't checked your 401k plan, you might want to do so. They're, yeah, go- gonna they're talk- going up. We're going to talk about 401k millionaires today, too. So There's, There's more now than I think ever before, Jeff. I yes. read that a week ago. Yep. You know, you, you had people in the market that were probably sitting at six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars in a 401k. All of a sudden, they're at, they're at a million. That's why we think that this year, uh, a lot of people are going who who thought they were on the on the fence whether they should retire or not. With a good surge in the market, and the prospects are still pretty good. Maybe now is the time to pull the pin. So we're seeing that there's a lot of interest in people who are looking at maybe retiring earlier than they initially thought. That's a, so pulling the is, pin means retirement. Le- retire early. Yep, or retire. Uh, even if it's uh, at normal retirement age, which is you know sixty five ish, that's a tr- the the old traditional retirement age. Yeah, but, but that's not the case anymore. Oh no, absolutely not. You have people working into their seventies and eighties. I, I was I got I just got to tell you this. Okay, <laughs> Jane and I were in Phoenix. And uh, we saw the, the Rascals. Remember, that's a band from the seventies. I love the Rascals. And then we, I do too. And, and then we huh. saw. Frankie Valley in the four, four Seasons. Not most of four now seasons. we're dating ourselves. A couple of them are dead, and, <laughs> but we thought it's not too far from our house. Eh, let's go. And sure. This fossil goes on stage. He's eighty-five years old, and I'm not saying the people eighty-five are fossils. He looked, he looked at, he sounded great. His performance was great. His lungs are great. His energy was sure fantastic. He wasn't lip syncing. Jane thought it was because <laughs> he was hardly moving his lips. We, we didn't know if it was Botox or what. <laughs> but then, you know, towards the end, he loosened up. He was dancing. He was great. It was a great show. That's so, awesome. It's a little bit older than us, you know. Than you know that was, sure. was a little bit before our time. But it was still a great show. And I was. <laughs> yeah, you're not exactly at a you hoot concert about, or anything. But you talk, yeah, you talk about. And when we went to the Head and the Heart, do you know who the Head and the Heart is? I unfortunately do not. That is a newer band, and and. Uh, we saw them at Summerfest, and that's so we were at all ends. Where th- those were the thirty-year-olds, twenty-five and thirty-year-olds like it. And we were, <laughs> we're we'll, we'll listen to anything. That's all. That uh, was just interesting. You, you do you, have a very div- diverse taste in music. You do. Yeah, but you mentioned people too. working in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. These guys are, but it's not just in the music business that people are working. It's engineers, it's uh, managers, it's everybody that's working in their 60s and 70s because a lot of times they want to, sometimes because they have to. Well, you're right about touring bands. I mean, look at the bands that are still touring. <laughs> I was touring. off of bands, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm but not. go ahead. Who are you? Well, just look at all the bands still touring. Sure. Mick and Keith are still <laughs> That's out right. there. That's right. It's amazing that they're even alive, much less playing. Paul McCartney tours. Yeah, we heard him last year. Fleetwood year's. Mac was touring recently. My God, all these bands that are touring are. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy. Well, Ozzy had a cancel Summerfest this year yeah, because I saw of that. Yeah. But he is. You're right. Up until now, and they still sound great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can perform in your 60s and 70s, and a lot of times companies still want you. The audience obviously wants to hear these rock stars continue to play, but companies still want this talent. Well, again, if you if you know the history of the company, you're a good employee. Uh, employment market is tight. Uh, employers like these people sticking around for a long time. To coin a phrase you used, you're not necessarily an old fossil they want to just shove out the door. You're right. You, they, you're an asset to the company. Absolutely. Uh, and that may, that can help, uh, obviously, with the younger generation coming up. There's a guy that's experienced, and he's still productive in the workforce. Absolutely. That's a good point, Jeff. Okay, so to finish what I was saying, we talk about everything, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Social Security, estate planning, 401k questions, rollovers. How do taxes affect your investments and retirement plan? That all plays into what we do on the show. And in between, we have a lot of fun, and we're going to get started right now. But the number to call, 799-1130, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, it's open. So give us a call. Where do we start? What's the first story of the day, Jeff? Go ahead, Murray. Yeah, I'm going to jump in. So it kind of ties in nicely to what Jeff had mentioned um, we are seeing quite a few clients um, deciding to probably retire this year, which is exciting. And I found this article, which I thought was extremely beneficial. It talks, it's from Kiplinger's. It says, uh, financial surprises retirees want to avoid. Um, and I kind of wanted to frame it, financial surprises that retirees want to be aware of. And I think it's kind of a hot topic where a lot of times we retire and all of a sudden we have all these negative surprises that we weren't prepared for. And so I just kind of wanted to go through the top six that I thought were very, very important. So number one, Medicare costs more than I thought. Um, That happens quite a bit where we'll hear that. Another one is taxes went up when I retired. And again, just going back to Medicare quickly, Yeah, we're first eligible at 65. 65. Mm-hmm. So if I want to retire early, say 61, yeah, I've got to go out and get my own plan. Yep. And that's one of them. Um, being retiring early and find, finding health care is expensive. So private health care is expensive. And then also the job of just finding that healthcare provider. I mean, that's a whole job in itself. And that has changed a lot over the years too. Yes. Um, and then your nest egg starting to dwindle. So realizing that all the money that you saved, you're actually going to start spending. Um, and I can imagine that's an emotional standpoint for that too. Wait, it was at 1.2 million. Why is it down 800,000? <laughs> Well, that yeah. doesn't happen with our clients. So it's, it's, well, <laughs> and, well, that's what we're—that's the goal, right? To yeah. really right. not try to touch the principal if we don't have to. Yeah, or the realization that taxes will be paid out of that. I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. impact. Let's, let's address that a little bit. Why are taxes going up? Why? Why? Why is that a surprise to people? Um, because your cost of retirement isn't really going down, or I should say what you're spending in retirement isn't really going down. Your expenses tend to stay the same because you want to keep the same lifestyle that you Groceries, have. Groceries, you still drive the car, you got to pay for all the insurance. Yep. yep, and you're pulling them out of your qualified tax-deferred account typically, and so you have to pay tax on the money that you That's pulled. the key, because yeah. when you what you mentioned, Paul, I've got a million, too, in assets. 
Well, you're pulling income from that, and from that income, you think that a million two is a hundred percent tax free. Well, it's not. A lot of yeah. times, that million two has never been taxed. So, any money that you like pull a four hundred one k plan, exactly, Correct. I got to pay taxes. That's on right. It. But a lot of people think they have a million two, and that if you take income from it, it's all tax free. Well, it's not all tax free. Most people realize that it's not tax free, but they don't know what the tax is going to be. Now, right. the Roth. Is different, right? Roth is tax. You pay the taxes up front, uh, and then, then when you pull the money out, it's all tax free. So you never pay any taxes on that. I like. And that. that's one of the um, solutions, or I guess prob- ways you could tackle the taxes going up in retirement is really structuring and preparing for that coming up, and starting to do Roth conversions. Um, as you hit that sweet spot of retirement where your taxes are low, your income's down, um, and really getting prepped and ready for having that tax-free uh, bucket to pull from. Did we cover all six? Oh, no, I didn't get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll cover the six, and then we'll come back and, yeah. after yeah. the break and, yeah. and go into more detail yeah, on some the, of those. The last one, um, long-term care planning, costing more than people had realized. Um, and then also... Um, Thinking that they want to sell their house to have a gain, um, but really the emotional aspect of getting rid of this house that you've had forever and not really experiencing. We raise the kids here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole family and just like that, it's gone. Yeah. That is emotionally mm-hmm. uh, yeah. tough to take sometimes. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not and you're excited to move into a new place. Especially yeah. when you get a big is. check. That is for the house that you, is correct. You raise the kids, and all of a sudden, that you know the value of the house appreciated. It's a strong market. Interest rates are low, and you get more for it than what you anticipated you might. And as yeah. we found out last hour, it is a seller's market, and the values have gone up. So all yes. of a sudden, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all those memories. Yeah, we got Bye. we got pictures, we got <laughs> videos. I love the house, so we can take you know pictures and drive by anytime we want. That's but, right. Uh, <laughs> looking to the next chapter of our life. That's always emotional moving into a new house. I think no matter what stage. Yes. Making money, losing money. It's it's a change of lifestyle. It's a new home. Yeah, Absolutely. or even the but community it, that you've already built and church and you know all the kids neighbors and schools. And, yeah. if, if that's the case, but if it's retirement, that's a different story. So we'll pick up on that when we come back. We'll talk more with Marie McFarland, joining your host Jeff Kowal. Also, five no now six five locations total, right? I think so. One of them is Phoenix, where you just were. In addition, the headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, Madison. We've got a show in Madison. The Middleton office is there. And, of course, the newest address in Racine. We'll tell you more about that when we come back. It's WISN and WIBA's Retirement Clinic. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. Business owner savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many baby boomers are getting ready to hang it up and sell their business. It's a realization that a lot of owners are coming to. As the hurt of the recession has faded and as the economy grows stronger, many baby boomers who have spent decades building their businesses are moving on to the next stage of life retirement. Businesses are sold for many reasons, and the country's improving economy is a huge factor in the upswing in the rate and price of business sales. There are also other factors which have been talked about in previous segments that have contributed to increased sales of businesses. Increased available capital and lower interest rates also make it a very favorable market for the business seller. Right now, there is a significant number of sales from owners in their 60s and 70s looking to turn their enterprises onto the next generation. Many business owners do rely on the sale of that business to fund retirement. That can be both a positive and a negative. Many owners do pass up a sale of their business when it will maximize the sale for them because they just don't want to retire or give up control. 
There's also a lot of pent-up demand in the sale of businesses. Many business owners who were going to sell their business in 2008, 2009, or 10 decided not to do so because of the recession and lack of available funding for those purchases. Now the businesses look great and they're looking to get out. Owners who are looking to get out really do need to start planning well in advance, well over a year out from the planned exit. As I said, the time to sell business may be now. The pool of potential buyers are an all-time high, and with more and more baby boomers turning 65 every day, it may soon become a buyer's market when the supply of businesses for sales exceeds demand for the businesses. We help people through the transition and sale of business, so if you'd like to take us, have us take a look and see what's going on in your situation, work with someone who specializes in working with business owners through this tough time. That's today's Boss Minute. That was Aaron Kowal talking about business owners, their savings, and their security. And Jeff, you work with business owners and individuals, obviously. Right. But the retirement plan is different for business owners in many cases. Well, what Aaron was talking about is with interest rates lower, and now is maybe a good time to sell your business. So if you're planning on your business funding your retirement, there's a lot of planning to go in in advance of it. While you're selling it, and then once you sell the business, how do you ch- convert that those proceeds into a lifelong income? So there's a lot to do, and, and from a tax-efficient way as well. Joining Jeff Kowal today, Marie uh, McFarland in studio. Marie, i got to ask you a personal question. I hope you oh, don't yeah. mind. Are you a millennial? Yeah. Okay, then we're going to ask you about social media, because you're better at this okay. than we are. <laughs> in addition to Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. You're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and all that good stuff, Correct. right? LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, yes. And if you think of what people are using nowadays, to, it's not just websites anymore. Right. It's all these other resources that we have. Correct. You know where we find out breaking news usually here in our newsroom? Twitter. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's it's so news easy. Breaks. It's yeah. great. In yeah. fact, there's a story breaking on Twitter about the Packers and the NFL draft that we have not confirmed yet, but it's very exciting stuff. Oh. So that we'll be hearing quarterback probably later have today. To do with a quarterback or what? No, like hosting. Oh. The draft. It's, it's, but it's not confirmed, so okay. I'm just throwing okay. it out yeah. there. It's, it's on okay. Twitter right now. Do you know where the next draft is going to be, Jeff? Spencer, correct me if I'm wrong. Las Vegas? The Bellagio? Oh, that would be Oh, it's right. They're going to put the players on a little boat and take them out on the water as they announce the team. Think of that. That's cool. Vegas is a new team and a new stadium, so it all ties in. A lot of cool stuff going on. So please check out Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. Okay, what's next up, Jeff? Yeah, so we're going to tackle going through the six... Like I mentioned, the surprises that retirees could face in retirement. So as I mentioned before, Medicare costs was one of them. And if you haven't heard of IRMA, Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount Surcharge for Medicare, it's refers to the extra premiums that you pay for Part B and Part D, D as in dog, that higher income beneficiaries pay for Medicare coverage. Right. D also as in drugs. Oh, yeah, it is right? drugs. Yep. Yeah, prescription. <laughs> exactly. That's a good, good way to remember it. <laughs> Must have been on the show before. Yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> Um, and so I think um, this is a big advantage to knowing this in advance, because as you do the Roth conversions, um, this is a great thing to keep in mind. And if, if you're working with an advisor, obviously, this will be top of mind for them. Um, but it's when your adjusted gross income, or I should say modified adjusted gross income for 2020 for married filing jointly is above 174000 And single taxpayers, it's $87,000. You should expect to pay higher premiums for Medicare Part B and D. Yeah, what Marie was talking about is that the surprises that people have. So yeah. just back to that uh, t- that topic again, one of the surprises is the yep. uh, uh, higher cost for Medicare. And maybe it's not a negative thing. Maybe you choose to still live that extra 
income or have the higher income, yep. but you just know in advance that you're going to pay a little higher. Do Medicare most, costs. and this is just a question coming out of left field, do most of your clients or just in general, as you see people retire, Marie, want to maintain their their lifestyle? 100%. Or do they expect it? No, we're going to retire, so we expect it to go down a little. We can't do as much as we did. No, I would say almost, I would say 95% uh, want to keep the same lifestyle. Well, Nobody if typically that's wants the case, you better yes. pr- plan properly. Yes. Yep. Um, and then the other one that I wanted to kind of go through is the retired early in healthcare um, expenses. It's a good thing. So we've seen a lot where one um, spouse is going to retire early, but the other spouse is going to continue working. So it's a great time to check if the working spouse, if you're eligible to get on their health care plan. Ah, that's um, a big one. Yes. Or you can stay in COBRA for 18 months. Um, but being able to be on this working spouse's health care program is huge and a great savings when it comes to health care mm-hmm. expenses. That's right. And one other thing that blindsides you is the long-term care costs. Yes. That you mentioned, not just the medical costs, but the Nursing home, home health care, assisted living. Which isn't usually covered by Medicare. Um, it's very rare if it's covered by any Medicare. And the unique thing for health care costs, um, personally, my old family has experienced this, experienced this where my grandma is being taken care of my aunt, but my aunt is also facilitating and helping with my her um, mother-in-law in a nursing home. So it's kind of a double whammy. Um, but kind of one area that we looked at is if each family member got together and um, paid portions of the long-term care uh, insurance for grandma, that it would help the whole family. So I think that's one strategy that um, we'll be bringing to clients to the table. And then also looking at the hybrid, the long-term care um, addition to the life insurance policy. Again, if it's not affordable to the parents, kids being able to pay that and knowing that they're the beneficiaries uh, when parents pass. So if they don't use the long-term care portion of it, um, they'll actually be the beneficiaries of the policy they've been paying for. Both my grandmothers who have passed since, but they spent some years in assisted living. And my grandfathers did not. They just died in a rocking chair and that was fine. Typical right? men. They're right. so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> we said it at the time. Both my grandpas would not have been very good at all in a, in a home. They would have been I don't know how yeah. they do this, but they're really so, good at that. So yeah, just, well, you know, one, and that's, if you'd ask me how I want to go, eh, that's how yeah. I want to go someday. <laughs> just slide away my sleep at age 85 that's or right. whatever it is. Uh, but anyway, those... Retirement plans can off can go down really fast. Yes, because assisted living is not inexpensive, Jeff. No, it's very expensive actually. Yeah, uh, and you have to make plans for that, and that's what Marie was talking about when you talk about maintaining your lifestyle uh, in retirement. Means that you have the same amount of spendable income, but you also have to take into account the fact that you might want to do some travel. That that you know, you're going to be buying a car typically every couple of years, and the healthcare costs down the road. Well, and there's you have different plan for that. There's assisted living, then there's nursing homes, and they're all different, right? Some you receive Correct. medical different care, of, yeah. and some you're just staying there, like an apartment. That's right, with yeah. a bunch it's, of other. Older and you can people. have home health care too. I mean, that's oh, yeah. an expense too, um, and, and the, becoming more common too. Yes, um, yeah, but the kids, rather, <laughs> the kids yeah. are saying. Put Grandma, that's my inheritance. That's right. <laughs>
But that's that's a totally different issue, and then we're going to get to that a little bit later that's on. That's a good one. But you talked about, you know, it used to be called a sandwich generation where you'd be taking care of your parents and while you're still raising your kids. And now you're talking, I don't know what you call this when you have yeah, the aunt. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> the aunt, the sister, the grandmother, and the kids. So that's like a whopper. That's a called, that's called yeah, At one point, she literally had my grandma living with her and her son and his new baby. Like, they just got married, so they were living wow. with them, too. So they had a newborn, my grandma, who's 93 years old. And then her kids. So four her generations kids. In, Wowie. in one house. And like four dogs, but it's fine. Well, okay, so but you had a good support system, the family, yeah, right? The Not all family. families communicate with money well, Jeff. You've well, talked about right. having an open dialogue before your parents age, before they, they don't right. want to talk about well, it. Well, you're talking about the financial part of it as well as the emotional part of it. So it's not what you're talking about, a family caring about each other and making sure that all four generations are taken care of. But there's also a financial factor to that as well and the different variety of costs from top to bottom with all those generations. And I think a great way to avoid that and tackle it beforehand is to sit down with your advisor and go through that whole planning before it's needed. I think that's the most, the best way to do it before you need urgent care or anything like that. Don't Sit wait down till yes. it happens. Yes. Great lead in. So that's why you need to go on the coalway.com yes. to get started. The Koal, K-O-W-A-L, thekoalway.com. Uh, there's a button there you can get started with us. Then um, you can also request an appointment. Uh, Heather will get back to you right away. Contact us. But there's also an article that we put together, the problem with market timing, missing the best day. A lot of times people think that this is the top of the market. Um, and that, you know, what happens if you just, you know, get out and, and, you know, so what if you miss some of the big days, if the market goes down, you'll be saving yourself. There's a great article that a couple of advisors put together. Um, so if you, if you, uh, go on to coalway.com, you can request an appointment. You can request this article as well. It's a, it's a really a real eye opener. Oh, you're not going to give it to us? No. no. You have to get on the website <laughs> oh, to do I it. Oh, I got to go on the, the website. Coalway.com. You bet. <laughs> So the coalway.com also has... The problem with market timing, that's it. That's so, what you want to look for. Yes, but if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, if you're close to already in retirement, if you're serious about your retirement plan, we have a great team of people from top to bottom. And we, we talk, That's what differentiates us from everybody else that's on the radio, that's out there planning. Uh, everybody in our firm talks retirement planning. So if you're close to already in retirement, $750,000 or more, the coalway.com. And the phone number is 262-522-4040. We're also on in Madison on WIBA, where there's market reports done daily, as well as WISN every day in the 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks. If you do have a question in the remaining time, we've got a lot to do yet. The sexy segment. Who's doing that today? Marie? We both will. Oh, it's a little tag team. Yes. That's coming up. Uh, that's about wealth management and preservation. We we always do that on the show, usually about quarter two or so. We'll get to that. Yep. Um, and we'll uh, welcome your phone calls as well, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you've got a question on retirement, just any question or anything you want to respond to that we've talked about, like assisted care and the, the cost, uh, I think, Marie, your list is spot on. I mean, things, when you retire, you don't just wake up one day and retire. There's a lot of planning. Correct. So you don't get these surprises and, oh, shoot, I got to go back to work. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those things. Uh, Give us a call. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 799-1130. Jeff, at the top of the hour, you mentioned something that I read about a week ago. I think it was the Wall Street Journal. The headline was very clear. 
more millionaires now than ever before. Retirement millionaires surge to record in roaring market. Um, and Fidelity put this out. The number of people with a million dollars or more in their 401k individual retirement accounts uh, reached record levels last quarter. They say it has to do with higher earnings. Uh, some 233,000 savers held. Maria, I'm gonna, this is going to be a trick question for you. See if you got it. There's Because there's a key part <laughs> of this. Well, pop, pop quiz for your employee. There's, she's a team member. So that's a, but she, I think she's going to get it. All right. But some 233,000 savers held seven-figure 401ks as of December 31st. So 233,000 people just there had million-dollar 401k accounts, up about 17% for the prior quarter. Plus, among IRA holders, 208,000 people made the curb a 14% increase investor savings rates have been tra- trending higher in part because employers are automatically increasing their contributions what's the key part of that is it the investors are saving consistently that's it you got it <laughs> good job it's a great thing if you know and you see this fall with your account too if you don't have any money in there it doesn't matter if the if the market goes up 100% if you don't have the discipline to put money away on a consistent basis, you're not going to become a million, uh, a 401k millionaire or an IRA millionaire. Yeah, and consistency is, I think, the key, especially as the new generations, the millennial generations, and the generation um, after us is going to keep keep having to put more, well, and and more that, away. Oh, after the millennials, we got the Z, right? Yes. And let's say you're 19, 20. You have a job. They offer a 401k with a match. Take Start it. it. Yeah, it's free money. <laughs> Jeff, the, the advice that I got, and you were part of this, yep. you're behind, uh, boy, back to 2001, Jeff and I go with this radio show. Yep. Paul, just sock as much money yeah. as you can away. Max it out if you can, especially if you're getting that match. It's, and and it, I think the younger, um, starting early, you mentioned the 19 and 20-year-olds, if they have the Roth option in the 401k, take that immediately. Like Start investing in the Roth option of the 401k immediately because we can plan better than when those tax things do come up. So I think that's a great point, too. Now, if, if you don't have a 401k plan, Jeff, you work in a job that doesn't offer benefits, there's other options. Sure, but the, the key is, again, regardless of whether you put it into an IRA, Roth IRA, or you have a company plan, the key is to put money away on a consistent basis. In conjunction with that, it talks. there's a different article that talks about how much money you should have saved at every age. Um, and this, it's just, a, I, I think, a, a great article. How much should I have saved? Should I be saving for retirement? And it should be at least 10%. If you can afford to do 15%, that's even better. But there, are, uh, Fidelity, this is the website, also recommends having 10 times your final salary and savings if you want to retire by age 67. So 10 times your salary. Let's just say you're making 100 grand a year. Pick a yeah. nice round, even number, right? Yeah, so 10 times you should have a million dollars saved because you figure with Social Security and other things, a million dollars will be enough, but it's it's kind of interesting because they say by age 30, you should have the equivalent of your starting salary saved. So if you start at $50,000, by, by age 30, you should have $50,000 saved. By age 35, you should have two times your salary saved. 
by age 40, three times. By age 45, four times your salary. So by age 45, if you're making $100,000 a year, you should have $400,000 in your retirement plan. Are most Americans at that, do we think? Well, let me touch on a couple more, and the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) The short answer is no. Isn't Uh, about half of Americans properly plan for retirement? The other half don't at all. Yeah, I think it's it's half of Americans have less than $50,000 in their retirement plans. Which isn't going to cut it. That's right. At any age, it's not going to cut it. By age 50, have six times your salary saved. By age 55, seven times your salary. So again, if you're making... $150,000. $150,000. So seven times that is $750,000. By age 55, you should have in your retirement plan. Age 60, eight times your salary. So if you're thinking of pulling the pin early, eight times your salary, a uh, million two, million five. Uh, if you're making 100, around 100 to 125000 If your year. spouse is also working and also has a plan, not, and she's meeting these numbers, he's meeting these numbers as well, you're doing really good. Right? Uh, well, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and it also depends on, and, it, and this is just one part of the equation. This is a rule of thumb. What we do in our office is also do a cash flow analysis, which Marie actually is really good at, um, where, where she knows how to how to, to to dig deep and find out what the numbers really mean. But in a cash flow analysis, how long your money is going to last in retirement, different assumptions, uh, different income levels, and again, take into account um, you know, you don't just eyeball it. It's not just the amount of money that you have, but what other sources of income do you have? Do you have a pension? Do you have Social Security? Um, and what Marie mentioned earlier, is some of it tax-free? Do you, have you put money away into a Roth? So some of it taxable, some of it tax-free. Do you get naysayers about Social Security when they're planning and just say, I don't, I, no matter what any expert says, I don't think it's going to be around when I retire? Well, What's your response to that, Jeff? Because honestly, we don't really know. Well, the way we look at it is you, that, you well, I think it, we right? do know. I think we do know because it's not an entitlement. Um, it, it's, uh, we've put money away for it. So yeah. it's not, an entitlement typically is something that you haven't put money away and you're entitled to it. This we've put, so when, when um, uh, Carol Richardson comes on, she generally says it'll be there because it's not, cause it's different from any other entitlement. I think if you've been putting in since age 16, your first job, whatever it was. And you're now 55. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Well, they're saying that some things like like 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2034. It's going to run out of money uh, unless they make changes. The key is they're going to have to make changes. Mm-hmm. And I really think that if President Trump gets elected to a second term, that's one of the things President Bush tried to do. It. Uh, Alan Greenspan tried to talk about. It. Uh, Paul Ryan had a great plan yeah, for yeah, partial he did. He privatization. Tried, but you need Congress and Senate your that's support. Right. So, and that's why I think. You know, President Trump has not been shy about taking on big issues, uh, the biggest issues, the border, uh, trade uh, deals, taxes, all those things. Oh, yeah. And that's a big issue that, you know, I think in the second term, he's going to look at balancing the budget, which would be a huge thing, and Social Security. Interesting. So you do plan for it. When you you don't yeah. just eyeball it, Marie, like Jeff said, you, you've got to you put numbers put down on a piece mm-hmm. of paper. Correct. And I think... Um, this could be my own personal opinion, but I think Social Security isn't as big of a concern to me. I think Medicaid's the the bigger concern as healthcare costs uh, are increasing six, seven, nine percent. Um, that that's going to be the bigger concern. Interesting. Um, okay, let's break. That sounds good because <laughs> we do have the sexy segment coming up, and both of you are going to pitch in on that. Marie McFarland joins your host Jeff Kowal on the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Just go to the website, thekowalway.com, or pick up your phone two six two. 
4040. Part of Barron's top financial advisor for 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, every year. That's right. Waiting for this year uh, to make that Barron's list. Financial Times top 400 advisors, Milwaukee Biz Times, Future 50. We are on WISN and IBA every Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us. If you got a question, there's time. Give us a call on the Acunet line, 799-1130, and we'll be right back. All right, that music says it's time for the wealth management and preservation segment, also known as the sexy segment. By way of background, by the way, Marie McFarland joins Jeff in this show today and in the segment, Jeff. Let's talk about it. Okay, this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Uh, We feel that if, uh, and this has been going on for the last 10 years, so maybe we should make this for $2 million or more. But um, once you've accumulated some wealth, what do you do? to preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs. Uh, there are more problems once you have a little bit more money. And a, a lot of times if you have a, um, a 401k, if you have your home, you may be at a million dollars. If you have a million dollar life insurance or policy or $2 million life insurance policy, you're two or three million. If you get an inheritance, if you um, own a business, you could be at $5 million, $10 million or more. This segment is for you. Um, this is a, a market watch one and, and, um, a recent article, uh, it says, I feel betrayed. My husband is splitting his estate between me and his daughter. Should I find another man? <laughs> no, wait a minute. Is it daughter or stepdaughter? It's his daughter, her stepdaughter. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think, even though I'm now 63, that there may be a man out there looking for someone to marry and have as his family. Um, he said, my husband and I live in Minnesota. Husband's only child lives in Tennessee with her husband and daughter. They both have good incomes. I'm an only child. When my parents die, I will have no family at all. When I married my husband, I assumed he and I were now a family and would always look out for each other. Um, well. We found out that she's leaving half of his assets to his daughter and half to me. I have to say that I had that I have my my husband as a 100% beneficiary in all my assets. Now I feel like a third wheel and feel like he and I are not really family. I feel betrayed. The way I feel may be wrong, but it's still the way I feel, and I am depressed about it. Oh. That's sad. <laughs> that is, Do you well, think this is not this is not uncommon? This must happen quite a bit. It does happen. Blended quite families. A bit. Yes. And and she's got a point, but it, but she's trying to measure how much he loves her by how much he's leaving her, and I that's that's not how you measure it, that he loves his daughter, and then you're trying to put pit her against your daughter, and who do you love more, and um, that's a tough question to answer. And in, in, when we work with clients with blended families, and it's more and more common, 
The hardest thing is to have them sit down and think about what they want to do. This guy has thought about what he wants to do, and yeah. that's what he feels is fair. Now, he may not have communicated that as well with her. So the answer is you are equating your husband's estate plans with his level of love for you. If he is only leaving 50% of his assets, does that mean he loves you less, even 50% less? Um, one could argue you are doing exactly what you're accusing him of doing, making money a barometer of how much you love each Ooh, other. they turn yeah, the tables that on <laughs> That's That's yeah. a good way to look at it. It's I, fair. I think yeah, it's fair. Yeah. If you don't get 50% of the assets, does that mean you love him 50% less? Does that mean you don't have his back anymore? I frequently receive letters from second spouses about their stepchildren's inheritances. Some are more generous than others. But it's not unusual for a husband or wife to leave his or her spouse a percentage of the assets and the rest of their children makes good sense. This, I think, is an important part of it. Because it says if your husband died without a will, she thinks because he did the will, I'm really getting screwed. And he says if you died without a will, Minnesota intestate law, that means you die without a without a will would award you the first $225,000 then everything else would be split 50-50 anyway mm. so she even the state of Minnesota says that you're not entitled to all of it that's that's the courts that's probate that's that whole process that's right that's, yeah. yes this is so, why we need an estate plan a trust right yeah so actually you would fare better if he, if he were to die without a will but that's why people make wills to make sure their wishes are carried out. It's natural for a person to make sure their spouse is taken care of and won't be left out in the cold once they're gone, assuming you have enough money to live on and do this type of thing. Looking for a new husband because you won't receive 100% of your husband's estate when he passes away strikes me as an overreaction. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost like a Dear Abby letter. Yeah. No kidding. We'll blow off this guy, find somebody who's going to give me 100%. But what if it's half as much? Right. Yeah. Then she gets the same amount Don't anyway. Don't measure love by money. <laughs> Don't put a dollar sign on love. Shouldn't right? be on your dating profile either. <laughs> <laughs> That's do good you, advice. Do you co-own a family home if he bought that before he married and it's his name and the deed Will you have life tendency? There's a lot of other things to worry about. This is a good time to just ask the question, open up, discuss it, get an attorney involved if it's appropriate. But it's not an unusual circumstance for a husband to want to leave some money to his child from a separate marriage. Uh, Don't be offended. It, yeah, it's yeah. not a measure of love. It's 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 family. Know, it's, it's family. It's taking care, and just as she is family, the daughter is too. We talked about family communication earlier, and you've even talked about your own family, Marie. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time to reiterate, communicate, talk about it yep. openly. Yep, and there's good opportunities for working with a planner on that as well, a financial advisor on that, because there's different strategies that you can do. That could be the Kowal Investment Group. That could be us. We'll tell you how to get in touch with the Kowal Investment Group when we come back. Remember, you can start at the website, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back. Oh, what a night. What a day. What a program, Jeff. Good music. As always. It was a good show. A lot of fun. Thanks, Marie. Good to have you with us. Marie McFarland joining us as we wrap up the retirement clinic. Jeff Kowal. She's going to be the host one day. One day soon. Yeah. Uh, She's on the market reports. Marie McFarland. As we wrap up, that's what we'll remind people. Don't forget to tune in Monday through Friday. Also on WIBA for our Madison listeners, Jeff. That's right. WISN, uh, Mark Belling Show, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock news blocks. 455, Vicki McKenna Show. Uh, WIBA in Madison. Um, 
remember to go on the website, thekowalway.com. If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, if you're close to already in retirement, uh, give us a call at 262-522-4040. Uh, and uh, um, Heather in our office will get you the, the problem with market timing, missing the best day. Uh, it's a new uh, brochure we put together. You, you'd like it a lot. Go on to kowalway.com and request that. Uh, or else call our office at 262-522-4040. And don't forget to check out LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Social media. <laughs> all over that. Hey, also in locations, uh, Jeff, your world headquarters are in Waukesha. You've also got a Port Washington up in Ozaukee County, your Madison Middleton office open, Phoenix, Arizona, and in Racine. Remember the Kowalway.com or 262-522-4040. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Paul. for your good seeing you. Stay tuned. News coming up next on WISN and WIBA Madison. <laughs>